0: well good morning everyone my name is brian and today is monday december 11th 2023 and this is episode 586 of the lots project podcast where we're defining norms and designing freedom today's episode is titled weekend recap and i'll be chatting about a few neighborly updates an upcoming purge and our boys might have a new place to run but first let's grab a cup of coffee see who's going in the live chat how's everyone's weekend gone and then we will get into the topics of today good morning good morning morning msu rifle how are we doing this morning thanks for swinging in already I uh, just gotta update my list here real quick and uh, be right with you um so what is in the cup this morning? I uh, I broke into a new bag on Saturday morning. I uh, opened up a a bag of silver bullet blend. I had a pile of them kind of hanging out, waiting, and I interspersed them between all my all my coffee that I had built up in my coffee closet up there. If you're watching the live stream right over my shoulder, is where all the coffee lives but uh broke into another silver bullet and that stuff is fantastic It's uh it's different it's different than any of the other blends i get in it if you don't recall it is a blend of a super light and super dark and when it mixes it's just it 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 turned out perfect so i'm happy to have a bunch of those in stock and they're kind of dispersed in between all my other all my other blends but Next 10 pots is uh, is some silver bullet blend, and it is fantastic. You can pick it up at foodforestfarms.com, and if you uh, if you still want to get it in for Christmas, it's uh, plenty of time still to get your orders in to get them to you or loved ones by Christmas. What a great Christmas gift uh, to grab some awesome coffee, and uh, price is right. Price is right. Head on over to foodforestfarms.com. Use lots 10 for 10 percent off and uh that's a one-time coupon so load up your cart lots 10 or if you've already used that at some point you could always use lots 5 for 5 percent off and always free shipping at foodforestfarms.com good morning jim good morning rachel how we doing rachel got her uh rachel got her rabbit foot over the weekend posted a picture in the telegram group and uh yeah, I'm glad you like it, Rachel. I am glad you like it. She said it is the original fidget spinner. Um, yeah, for sure. Corey used to Corey used to play with the ones that were on her keys all the time. She absolutely loved them. And uh, I can see why. I can see why. They're nice and soft. And Jim also got an order in for one. And his only strange request is he doesn't want the left foot. <laughs> is that... Um, I remember learning... Way back in school, uh, because I took four years of Latin, I think um, I think I learned during that that the the base root of left, um, the word what is it, sinistros or something, uh, actually means evil. I, I am pretty sure that uh, that I was made aware of that a long time ago, and it's just sticking back in the memory that uh, left is uh, left comes or left-handed. Or something of that comes from a uh from the root word for evil or something like that. I don't I don't remember. I'd have to look it up to get uh, completely clear on that, but for some reason that sticks in the back of my head. Good morning, Hunter, over on Twitch hanging out. Thanks for uh holding down the Twitch fort over there. And backwards butcher, good morning, good morning, how are we doing. Um today I just kind of <laughs> backwards Butcher says makes sense. Uh, my my mother and my sister are both left-handed, so. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, Just want to take today kind of recap what happened over the weekend. It was uh, it was a, a, a eventful, I guess, weekend, uh, starting with Friday all the way through yesterday. Kind of varied, varied things day to day. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the same old, same old back and forth every day um so i just want to kind of run over that i discovered a new website that i want to share with you guys that um that i think we're going to use i think we're going to um i think we're going to benefit greatly from it i was excited to find it and then uh, yeah all sorts of neighborhood updates and things around here so Anyway, anyway, Backwoods Butcher says he's doing good eating breakfast and prepping to slaughter a cow in the rain. <laughs> Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Ah. All right. Let's get to this list. Uh, I want to start with um, Friday. Friday, I guess. After, hold on one second, guys. I'm going to get out of here for just one second. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Oh, that was that was fun. Um man, for some reason you start talking constantly for 6 minutes straight and your nose wants to uh wants to release. So Jim says burr. We got um I think Kyle is just happy to have rain. And actually I, he probably would be be better off with snow, but uh it's uh yeah, it's right borderline up there. So he's got I think he was mentioned in Telegram this weekend he's got frozen Ground with mud and snow on top of it, and rain now. So have fun, man. <coughs> Jim says it's the fastest bathroom breaks ever. Yeah, no, I uh, I never I never really have to take a bathroom break during the show. What happens is um, I have like weird sinus stuff goes on, and I, I try to I try to take care of this before um, get uh, take care of this before the show. But when you start talking constantly. It just kind of happens, and I don't think you guys need to deal with that. So, I try to take care of the sniffling and all of that uh, off camera. So, eh, yeah, no bathroom break. Um, <laughs> Jim says he's <laughs> Jim says he's going to stay it every time. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Real Wilder Life says she has the same there now too. Yeah, that is the that's kind of the the thing with when you live where it freezes where you live where it freezes up on the ground and you get snow and that you have that usually have that transition period in the in the fall which eventually goes away because it freezes and then the snow covers it up and you're like oh that wasn't that bad but then it also happens in the spring and spring for us in minnesota was god awful god awful the thaw the freeze the thaw the rain the the beginning to thaw and then the pouring rain with nowhere for the rain to go because the ground's frozen and so it just sits there in that top mud layer yeah 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 at least in the fall if it's not frozen too bad if it rains and sits there long enough it melts the ground underneath and it could dissipate out in the spring it's just like where does it go it just goes into that soup on top so um yeah every wilder life says normally it's all snow this time of year but global warming i was just looking at the weather up in minnesota i like to check in every now and then just to see how miserable it is and it looks like the temperatures aren't bad um really aren't bad where we were from uh talking to friends and uh, it sounds like the roads have been absolutely horrific and that's That seems to be like how it usually went. Um, Either we would get an early super cold snap and not a bunch of snow, uh, or we would have this off and on uh, teetering around freezing up until January. And then uh, it'd be snow and ice and shitty roads. And then we get to January and then the the cold would hit. Um, I don't know if that'll happen this year. But it seems the the colder it got, the less it snowed and it just can't hold the moisture in the in the in the air. So that's uh, hopefully hopefully they have that to look forward to in January. But right now it seems like it's teetering right around freezing for highs, which uh, wouldn't have been bad. I think I think if that had been the year round climate, not year round, but the winter climate every year, the the norm as opposed to the holy crap, what a great winter. Um I don't think it would have been that bad. I don't think it would have been that bad. It seems like when I grew up in New York, that was kind of the kind of the be all and end all of it. Lots of snow and nothing really brutally cold. And um, yeah, so yeah, we had had a farm in that. I don't know if it would have been that bad, but here we are. Here we are down in Tennessee. It's 24 degrees out today. Uh, This morning when I got up 24 and we got the camper. We're sitting at uh, over 50, so. Thanks to Corey with uh, with the maintaining the fire overnight. I got up a couple times and uh, and it was full, so that means she was getting up before me and, and getting it full. So we'll see. We will s- made it through the night. It was still hot this morning, and uh, and uh, we were able to kick it back off and uh, keep it warm in here. Anyway, Friday get back to Friday. Um, <laughs> Kyle Kyle says we've already had low low teens snow freezing rain now it's going to be in the 50s okay all right take it while you can get it i guess get out there in your t-shirt and uh, and jeans and take care of that cow morning gingerbread farms thanks for swinging in um so friday get back to friday we i took off after the show i mentioned on the show that uh we a couple times last week that we had received some trees for um someone in the community someone in networks and uh that had actually given me the lead to where we we're staying right now uh they had stayed here prior and now have property close i was able to take those trees over get them planted in their food forest checkouts food forest is pretty cool they got pretty big big uh, swath of trees in the ground and i think it's going to look great when it's. Um, when it comes in but right now they got a big they got a big patch of dirt right now um as they're doing construction work and um and ground work right now i uh they were doing driveway work when i got in when i got there and the guy stops and weird thing was he he stops. there were two guys there i noticed the vehicle um you know small town you see different vehicles some stick out and this one did and so I was like, oh, I, I kind of recognize that vehicle, at least from low from being local. And then the then the guy on the dozer stop walked over and he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, all right. And he kind of looked familiar. And he's like, we we're talking. And he says something about uh, he's like, oh, you're over there on the road there in the camper with the with the dogs. And I was like, yeah, he goes, oh, I'm the guy. I, I'm, a, I'm the guy that stopped to talk to you which uh, I've mentioned before is uh, it, it isn't really a distinguishing thing in my mind when someone says they've stopped and talked to me on the road because it happens quite often. But he's like, I bought the property down the road and we're building that house and I was like, oh no shit, no shit. So uh, small world small world got to uh, talk to him talked about hunting, uh, actually bird hunting and um, he we got talking about Minnesota is how it came up. And he was wondering about how the, the, the bird hunting was up there, ducks and geese. And got talking about um, the lack of lack of geese and ducks around this area, which I was surprised because of the, the Tennessee River is like less than two miles from here. So I figured that would be at least a small flyway for um, migrating ducks and geese. And he said that in the 80s, 70s and 80s, they used to pile ducks and geese here. And then the flyway shifted. And now, when the birds come south, they hit I forty and they go west, and that kind of makes sense to where we uh, we would come down here and hunt um, in the spring was to the to the west of here, to the southwest of here, to where what he said would uh, would completely make sense for where they go. So. Birds must nav- navigate down and uh, hit the highway. The guides always told us, and I was always kind of skeptical of it that the the snow geese actually migrate by the highways because they they follow the lights of the highways. Um, you know, I have the big lights on the on the major interstates. They follow those, and um, I never knew if it was true or not. Never really. Uh, Never really was like, oh my god, I gotta look that up. But he said that and then and uh and this gentleman has uh kind of confirmed a little bit of that. So Jim says must be no tolls. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, got Aaron's trees planted, got to talked to that local gentleman and uh and got the got the hookup on some some dirt works if we need it. Uh he's got a dozer and <coughs> excuse me, he's got a dozer and a um excavator and all sorts of equipment so that's cool that's cool it's good to know uh after that took off went over to delinquent scully and walked around wanted to check in on some comfrey plantings the ones that i did during the summer uh we've had some established out of that that was a, a very um uh set it and forget it like we watered it in it was super dry uh no rain really in the forecast and uh some of it took, some of it took. So that's that's um, that's exciting. And then MSU Rifle actually brought uh a brought a big old bag of concrete root uh, for workday, and Corey and I found a different place to kind of tra- test that. Uh, we did this one down by a little creek on the property that it seemed like it stayed pretty wet even when it was dry. Um. um so we were trying we're going to try out um some theory about uh being close to water uh with the with the um comfrey route so we planted them on the bank there i don't think it's going to end up filling up yesterday on friday when i went out it had rained pretty significantly in the days prior um the the property the creeks were a little higher <laughs> and they were a little fuller they were they were flowing a little bit more and I'm very happy to say that uh, several of the plants have uh, have established there in that new spot, and the water isn't getting as high high enough to get over the bank and, and really take out those plants. So interesting experiment. We'll see. We got a, a shit ton of rain on Saturday. Um, not as much as we could have, but uh, I got to get a hold of Jamie and see how the rain was out that way because there were pretty pretty decent pockets of pretty decent pockets of heavy rain moving through the area. We just didn't happen to get one over us. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad those are established in that spot. Now with this comfrey, we have at least six, six to eight plants really, really established out there. Uh, I'm still going to do another planting this winter, but, uh, man, that's, that stuff is, is ingrained there now. And we can, Divide and split, and um, and move that around as we want. Now that it is on on the property, and um, you're not going to have to mail it to uh, to transfer it. That's where it really gets the shock. Once once it's on your property, if you want to propagate it, it gets it gets stupid easy. Um, it just takes time. It takes time, and 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 time is what we have out there. So that's what, that's what we'll do. Uh, I'm hopefully going to get a couple of more test patches in there in different areas on the property to see which works the best, which grows the best, which, uh, is the easiest to get to harvest and work with and, uh, move forward with it that way. So anyway, there'll be, uh, there'll be random little pockets of comfrey throughout the property, um just sitting random weird places and so that'll be interesting um, as you kind of explore coming up coming across those huge plants with the really pretty flowers so anyway that's good that's uh that's entrenched there they're still green um not really growing i was just looking for the fact that they had started and uh, taken root and didn't die and, uh, we'll probably end up with, uh, quite a bit, a few more in the spring as, uh, as things, uh, open up after the winter. So, um, uh, got to check that out. And then I swung by Jamie's, uh, off-grid ping there. If you're not following him on YouTube and TikTok and all of the places, you really should. Jamie's got, uh, a little off-grid, um, a little off-grid homestead there at the end of the uh, easement road to, to, to Tim's property out here in Tennessee, um and yeah we bullshitted about a lot of stuff um about some of the woodworking stuff that he's doing that's that's pretty cool i I bounced some ideas off him um for ways to kind of uh put some cash in his pocket for that we talked about his rabbits and he's got one houdini rabbit that that really likes to escape and uh so that was fun to watch that running around and the memories of our meat rabbits that would escape and uh you know you'd get five that would escape you'd catch four and one would just randomly just live wild and uh take up take up residence with the wild rabbits in the yard so he's got that going on and later he sent me a message and and uh he had he had captured it he's got a little um a little dog there i don't even know what type of dog it is i would have to say mutt do you know what kind of dog jamie has (laughs) beagle beagle mix of something it's super tiny it's super tiny um but he uh yeah he's cute little guy bruno and he uh jamie sent me a message later bruno was chasing the rabbit around the whole time i was there and he would like chase it under the the house and the rabbit would come out the other side and bruno was a little slower and um he said yeah he usually he'll usually end up cornering him at some point and then start barking and i can come and get the rabbit sure as shit, like three or four hours later he um Three or four hours later, he says, uh, he he sends me a message and um, he says, uh, Hey, Bruno, Bruno cornered that rabbit between a pile of wood and him and, uh, and started barking and the rabbit's in captivity again. So that was uh, good to hear. Jim asked, does he sell the right feet? I don't know. I don't know. He might sell the wrong feet, but. I don't think uh I don't think he's processed any yet. He is he's just getting established with the rabbits. Um he's built all that stuff by hand out there. It's pretty cool. Uh he's got a a pretty cool little setup. I I'm pre- I probably should do do some um do some documenting out there with him. That probably isn't a bad idea. I just kind of thought about that as I was thinking about walking around his place and uh, all the cool stuff he's got going on. I should probably um probably do like a walkthrough with him and interview would be that would be the neighborly thing to do i think so we will try that but um i told him that as he gets ready to call his rabbits if he's got any any questions and um and we can i can help him get those skinned and uh, processed and yeah of course let him know all the different ways he can monetize those rabbits so Jim said, "Yes, I'd like to see that too." Well, then, all right, all right. I'll uh, I'll have to get a hold of Jamie. We'll do i I'll give him some time to uh, be be tour ready, and uh, maybe we'll come out and do uh, do some do some documenting on Jamie's cool little property he's got going on there. If he wants to, if he wants to, I know he's on YouTube and TikTok, so um, you can check him out there. Off grid ping p i n g. So backwoods says really easy critters to process yeah it it is um especially when you have someone show you how to do it like there are a few little tips and tricks that i came up with um that i kind of saw on tiktok or eh, it wouldn't have been tiktok i wasn't on there yet youtube uh doing research watching videos cuz we had never done anything like that uh, there were some things that i picked up that i noticed help and um So, yeah, it's always nice to know those little uh, those little ins and outs that will save you, uh, save you some headaches. And um, yeah. Um, (laughs) Gingerbread says Crusher catches chickens and ducks and starts pulling out the feathers. (coughs) Norman used to catch chickens and um, thought that they were squeezy toys. (laughs) I don't think I don't think I don't I don't. I try not to think that my dogs have malicious um, malicious intent, and the way he was so happy to uh, grab it, it, it looked like he had a toy in his mouth. Like he when he grabs his toys for us, and I think that the 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 chicken stuffing just didn't hold in as well as some of the the stuffed animals. So uh backwood says that's my favorite part about processing is that everyone has their own tips and tricks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta do what worked for you. Obviously, uh, we're kind of close in size and um and strength. I would I would say close enough. I know you're you're young and very stronger more than me because you're lifting sides of beef all day, but um it would be definitely a, a completely different process for Corey Versus me doing a butchering so you have to work with what you have skill level uh, strength size um, Leverage and all of that. So yeah, it definitely is an individual thing <laughs> Good morning good morning canadian farmstead, uh, and um Backwoods says my dog enjoys my dogs enjoy the murder of innocent poultry um i don't know i I really was on the fence when when norman caught that whether it was a um i want to kill it or i want to play with it i want to i want to i want to leave myself with the the pleasant thought that he wanted to play with it and he just doesn't know his own size so that's right. Kyle said he's doing a lifting video today on how to pro- properly lift beef. Is that um is that a whole beef with uh, machinery or are you doing a video on um actually physically picking up uh quarters or things like that? I don't know. Good. Safety. Safety, Kyle. Safety. <laughs> uh so then I hung out with I uh, back through the rest of that day this or this weekend. Hung out with Jamie for a little while. I grabbed some firewood. He um we have uh, struck a deal. The that uh I'm gonna be using the firewood. He's got a shitload of firewood that uh is piled up there that's old years um years old uh from when he first got there. He had a, a small um <laughs> he had a small uh wood stove that he had in in his his tiny little cabins and it basically would roast him out of there uh he ended up going to a diesel heater that was more controllable better fit for him and uh cost and work wise it just worked uh and so he's got this big pile of split firewood out there that's that's really really great um he offered me the opportunity to to grab some and and see if it worked for me it is it's long, it's normal size processed wood, and I, I need to get mine cut down smaller to go in the in the wood stove. So I started messing around with it. I um, I used the the sawzall like I was using last winter to um, um to process it like when we would buy it at the gas station, I would cut it down into six inch pieces for the for the wood stove. And that was a pain in the ass with this, this, this uh, more of hardwood, um, larger pieces, this and that. And I um, I, I, was like, whatever, whatever, I'm going to get a big enough pile. So when we had the, the bundles from the gas station, a small bundle, you've seen them, they're not, they're not that big. Um, it's not that much wood to process with the Sawzall. It sucked. It my hands would be like vibrating by the time I was done because I was holding the sawzall with one hand and holding the the piece of firewood with the other. Um, when I brought the stuff from Jamie's home, I looked at it and I decided that I was going to start taking some bigger pieces and then I just used the the chainsaw to rip it down to the size I needed, and it worked great. It worked great. It just it's um, it is advantageous for me to grab a, a bigger stack and to make it worth getting the saw out and um and all of that just do a little bit more at a time so we uh i did that i grabbed a a big pile of wood and got that uh got that chopped up to a little bit smaller ready for the wood stove and uh i said this is working great and he says oh well have at her have at her and i don't like to take without getting back uh giving back so man we made a deal and. we're going to get some comfrey going on his property and uh, do a little consulting and uh, and some stuff uh, between us for the the use of the firewood. Because, man, I appreciate it, even though he's not using it. He said it was up for the grabs. I like to uh, do value for value. And, and we're going to get him some get him some little side hustles going on his uh, his property there and see what he can do. Um, and he's got eggs. He's got eggs. He's got chickens. His eggs is uh, his layers are laying more than he's eating. And so I said, man, uh, I would be happy to take some of those off uh, off your off your um, hands. So right there, uh, I guess you can see it if you're watching the video right there, man, fresh farm eggs. And man, I missed them. I missed them. We had uh, the opportunity to grab some here from our, our property owner and they were all right they were all right for sure um Jamie's are off in the woods in the leaves in the grass and the bugs and all that fun stuff running around like crazy all day like depending on when I go there and and where I see them hanging out man they uh they definitely get their exercise they definitely get their share of uh, bugs and protein and you can tell by the yolks and the, the eggs themselves so Good job raising those chickens, Jamie. Even though you're uh, you're not really doing anything with them, uh, their their eggs are fantastic, and so we're gonna keep uh, grabbing those from him. Jim says his duck egg source quit selling, and he's Jones and duck eggs. Um, yeah, I'll have to. Uh, we'll have to talk, Jamie. I know Jamie's got a bunch of ducks down by his uh, down uh, down on his property there. So, hmm. You want to try duck eggs? <laughs> um, they're all talking about Kyle's butt crack in the in the comments. If you want to see that, oh, the duck egg season is over. Mm. Even in Florida, even in Florida, oh, Jim says she's uh, she's hatching everything out. Yeah, yeah cycles man it's all cycles that's why you got you gotta have uh you gotta have more than one source one is one is none and two is one and three is for me <laughs> i think we had duck eggs didn't we the one day uh i think yeah while we were in texas we had some duck eggs uh anyway we got back after that uh cory and i that was friday i i'm not sure what we did friday night uh but saturday Saturday was an interesting day. Um, we had some pretty rough weather. Um, we oh Friday missed something on Friday when I got back. We were sitting here. Uh, we were sitting here, and I have been kind of keeping you up to date about this uh, this cable hanging in the neighbor across the street's driveway it's um it's been hanging there since before Thanksgiving so uh, just about 3 weeks it's got a it's got plastic bag tied to it so they don't run into it driving into the driveway it's uh, from the new fiber internet install and uh, it was like draping from pole to pole across his front yard across his driveway and so he couldn't drive through his driveway he's been going around and all this stuff and like slowly driving under it sometimes and it would just kind of drag over the top of his vehicle and so I told you on Friday that the guy had stopped and like talked, and the lady came out. She was like waving at him, and he just waved and pulled away. And she went and chased him, um, and then yeah, so he never came back. Friday, another truck, the same the same style. Uh, we thought it was work truck. It looks like a fusing truck. It's got a uh, it's got a uh, trailer on it, and he did some work on the the line at the pole. And we're like, oh, he's gonna fix. He's fix. He's gonna fix this thing and pull it up out of the way. And he does this shit. And he gets out and he just pulls away, and it's still hanging there. And we're like, huh, interesting. Uh, another truck drives by. Uh, another Spectrum truck drives by, and nothing. <laughs> we're like, oh man, this guy's gonna lose his shit. Uh, and then finally, a van pulled up later in the day, and we're watching him. And he's kind of looking at the pole. And he walks over and looks at the other pole and goes to the house and. And the lady comes out and she's talking to him and they're kind of looking at it. Uh, they go over to the one pole and he's play—he's um, <laughs> playing with the, the cable. And um, we're watching him. We're like, oh man, maybe he's going to fix it. Maybe he's going to fix it. And he just walks over into the driveway and cuts it. Just cuts it. Pulls it out of the way. Pulls it over by the pole. Pulls it out of over by the other pole out of his driveway and out of the way. And I just sat there and went, these people have dealt with this shit for three weeks. Wondering when these guys are going to come and fix this. And all he had to do was go out there with a pair of shears and cut the damn thing in half. That's what the employee did. I was like blown away. I was blown away. But uh, the the driver, the neighbor has access to his driveway again. and um, And that's great. Uh so that was Friday. That was one of the neighbor updates I had for you today. Another one of the neighbor updates is our decorating neighbors, our our fun um year-round Halloween-themed neighbors that, that like to have skeletons and baby heads hanging in their trees and things like that. Um, I mentioned the the, the baby heads spilling out of the coffin uh for their new their new Christmas decor. And um so saturday we had some pretty inclement weather inclement weather uh around here we had tornadoes go through there was big tornadoes that touched down up in clarksville and then uh, over by more by nashville hendersonville i believe is the is the town so that was pretty uh pretty sketchy um we were watching it on the on the the, the weather um watching it uh develop and as it moved away from here we were kind of relaxing a little bit more and decided we were going to go get some dinner good morning pip and uh so we didn't really want to go too far and so we went over to the little red shed and if you don't know what that is it's the it's the little bar restaurant across the street from the the crazy decorating people and um so we went over there and it was dark and we were trying to see the the decorations and and it didn't go very well like we didn't get to see we were hoping to get over there in light and get some pictures of this display um about all we got to see was the security lights on the posts by the road that when you drive out of the parking lot into the road uh security lights and cameras come on and uh, and film you so that's that's pretty nice uh we were disappointed about this but then the following day i was um messing around on facebook because i joined a bunch of local groups um aaron my friend uh that i, I planted the trees for she she gave me a lead on a bunch of local facebook groups that are pretty active that uh, could possibly pick up some handyman work and side work and things like that while we're here so i started joining all of those well they all needed approval uh, admin approval or whatever so sunday um saturday night into sunday morning they uh they all started to get approved and so i was going back and scrolling to see what kind of work people were looking for you know just seeing the vibe of the group and i kept seeing all these posts in the different uh the different local groups about the people that live next door to where we're at with the displays um (laughs) um it, uh, it was interesting it was interesting um, it uh, hearing the people's thought and and one one post um, stood out in particular and it was very recent it was very very recent and it says um, is <laughs> it said something like how am I supposed to... How am I supposed to explain to my five year old child as we drive into town that there's a Santa Claus with no head? And I kind of turned my head and I looked at it and I'm like, excuse me? And I started looking at the post. Uh, I don't know if it's been changed. I'm, I'm hoping to drive by today and look by look a little closer. I might even swing into the, the parking lot of the closed establishment across the street to get a to get a full picture of this. but uh, it appears that there may be a, a decapitated Santa Claus in in their Christmas display, display this year. So I'm kind of excited to go see that and uh, but the, the the locals aren't really a fan of these people. They definitely are not a fan of these people and their decorations. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to get into these small groups and be on the outside, not have anything to do with it, and see the back and forth uh, when you don't have to actually end up dealing with it in the end. So Gingerbread says, "Sounds like it was an old drop line to someone's house, which would actually belong to the house it runs to." No, it was. It was going. Um, it was going pole to pole, and it was new. They were installing it uh it, it got run up when they were doing the initial install of the fiber they're not done yet um but it was uh i don't know if it was the end of a roll uh, or what it was but when they went from pole to pole it wasn't tight it was draping and no one ever came and 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 pulled it tight it wasn't going from the pole to the house it was going from pole to pole so i don't know i don't know what it was um Pip says, um, used 14 inch corded chainsaw that hadn't been used in four to six years to clear out a truckload of spare firewood. Uh, says you can use OW16 motor oil as bar and chain oil. You can pretty much use anything as bar and chain oil as long as it's uh close to the right consistency. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's the that's the industry we were getting into. Actually, um, the the startup I worked for that was plastic to waste, uh, waste plastic to synthetic crude oil when uh, the the we went down the line of different grades of fuel uh, and where to where to use as an outlet. Um, they Didn't really like it at the refinery. We ended up using it as slugs in the pipeline. Uh, Also, we're kind of getting into the the cargo ship fuel market, and that kind of collapsed. And as the the barrels of oil went down, we ended up um, researching processing it into bar oil. Um, So it would have been... The life cycle would have been plastic shopping bag like grocery bag to recycling center to us uh processed back into uh, bar oil so that was pretty cool that was pretty cool um experiments and r d that i got to be a part of uh when we saw that and eventually i think that's the that's the market they went into they went into lubricants as they changed the as they changed the equipment that they were using so That was interesting. Interesting. Um, Bar oil. Yeah. It's just to keep it from uh, from getting hot, man. So rock on with whatever you got. Uh, So that was kind of the weekend Uh, yesterday. uh, Yeah. Yesterday. Then I'll get into this here. Um, Yesterday, I uh, we started doing some organizing around the camper. We started um, we've been we talked about quite a bit over the weekend about um, some different stuff. And I uh, I really need to do another purge. I uh, I've been contemplating this um, handyman side side business that this and that. Uh, and I realized I didn't know what I had on hand as far as tools, as far as supplies, uh, as far as what I need to get. When we initially packed up, the focus was on uh, the trailer repair, truck repair, fix-it stuff, solar all the stuff that I had retrofitted the camper with, um, and supplies to supplies to, um, make that happen. So like die core sealant and, and things like that. So that's kind of what I took along with, I never packaged them or, uh, packed them away to be super accessible. Uh, some things like screwdrivers, you know, the, the, um, Screwdrivers and pliers and things like that, that that just you need on a daily basis or every couple days were accessible. But a lot of the tools that I kept are are kind of buried uh, and thinking about thinking about kind of getting into the the side hustle thing going around while we're st- or around here while we're sticking around for the winter. I need to know what I have. I need to know what I got to pick up. I need to know what I can um, what I can use. So I started thinking about the back of the truck. I started thinking about pulling everything out, the garage under the front of the camper, pulling everything out and really getting a a handle on what I had. Um, And as I started thinking about that, I started thinking about my bedroom, my storage stuff, uh, what I have clothes wise, um, stuff that I kept and hung on to after the purge from our house. And it's too much. It's too much. As I started thinking about it, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to throw some stuff out. I realized that it's about that time, you know, when you start to minimize, when you start to purge your stuff, one of the rules um, that you kind of one of the soft rules that you go by is if you haven't touched it in a year, do you really need it? So we're here now over a year on the road. I'm thinking that's a pretty, pretty good rule to start with uh i want to put hands on everything that i have and um and decide if i need to keep it if it if it benefits me going forward Uh, i i have a better picture now of day-to-day is what our repair type of things are um and and that so it'll be interesting to go through um like I said, I'm planning on putting hands on everything started yesterday with some of the, the, the miscellaneous storage I had here got to got to throw some stuff away. And while I was doing this, Corey was pretty much um, she's changing all her bedroom. And I really got this this idea from her of being able to grab and go and she's done a fantastic job over the last two three years uh once she found soe tactical once she found john willis and his bags that he makes oh man oh man if you guys want to spend some money start shopping there definitely stop start shopping there but through gifts um through um making strategic purchases through this and that she's accumulated enough storage bags to put everything that she owns in an SOE bag pretty much. Right. Yeah. And she's getting that to a point where she's got bags nested in bags. She knows what everything's in. It's all separated. And I'm thoroughly impressed when we stood there the other day and I looked in her room because now she's taking them off shelves and actually hanging the bags. Um, I looked at her and was like, you know, we could really have everything in this room in the truck in under 10 minutes. Like probably, I would say probably under five minutes if we work together, like one person just tossing bags out the, out the door and the other one tossing them in the truck. And it's, it's done. Uh, and so we were, we were looking around and like literally her room right now looks like John's SOE factory. Like, If you have walked into John's place, um, there's there's um, product everywhere Uh, and you walk into Corey's room and it's just like SOE bag, SOE bag, SOE bag, hanging on the walls, on the shelves everywhere. I'm like, this looks like John's factory. Sweet, sweet. So she didn't she kind of got a chuckle out of that um, really backpedaling going, well, I've, I've I've, done, I've, I've, accumulated it. It's all gifts and this and that. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the stuff is going to last forever. He definitely has awesome products, but I'm, I'm looking, um, uh, I'm looking and I said, well, what do you got in the bags? And she was like, Oh, well, these are my socks and these are my underwear. And these are my t-shirts and these are my pants. And these are my shorts. Um, uh, and then this and that. And then I said, well, where's your stuff? Like where, where do you have any stuff? And she's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, I don't know, like stuff. Do you have like a bag of stuff? And she's like, no, I don't have any stuff. And I was like, Huh you don't have any stuff. And I started like thinking in my room and this was kind of uh, a little bit into uh, already contemplating my, uh, my purge I'm coming up with. And I was like, I don't know if I want any more stuff. So basically Corey has um, her clothes and a few other things. (laughs) Very few, very, very, very few other things. Um, so that was cool. Uh, it is definitely a goal. Uh, Jim says he'd like to get to grab bags for all of the categories of stuff. Yeah. And uh, totes are too big and cumbersome. She's down to like three totes, and it's stuff that really should be in totes, um, I think. I don't know. Are we ever going to get to all bags in there? Or is that, that other stuff's got to kind of stay in totes? So. Dog food. Yeah, dog food, and, and yeah. So anyway, there was, there was that. So I'm excited to get going on my purge. I got to continue a little bit today. It's going to kind of get interspersed into my daily stuff. Um, Gingerbread says, put all your patches on the bags. Well, and that's what she did. Uh, She's taking patches and they all have the the Velcro on the outside and she's putting different, um, putting different patches on different bags to delineate what is in them. Nothing like I was like, well, we could end up, you know, once you're set, we could order some patches that say t shirts or whatever you want. She's like, "Ah, I don't know. I just, I know, I know which patch is which. Uh, But that's what she, how she delineates the bags. So it's cool. It's a, it's really a cool setup. Uh, I'm really, I'm contemplating what, what I'm doing in my room. uh, And uh, I think we're going to be, it's going to be some changes. And I really think that the purge, is going to help um, along in my life, declutter, um, get focused. As we've sat here for you now, since like the beginning of August, when we got back from our trip, now we're, we're going on four or five months and um, things are starting to clutter up again. Not necessarily accumulating more stuff, but taking stuff out of its place and uh, rearranging it, stuff that uh, I quote unquote need to use um and then it just sits out so obviously it, it it doesn't need um it doesn't need anything uh i don't need it so we're going to touch everything i'm going to touch everything Corey's Corey's pretty much um light and nimble as it is so there is uh that. James says, I have a small fortune in packout boxes. Yes, and that's the other thing. The truck is getting reorganized to protect tools better, uh, to store tools in, a, in an easier fashion. And I've been looking at the Milwaukee packouts and I'm like in love for sure. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen up front. Uh, I think I'm going to have to do that just like Corey did her uh, SOE bags and accumulate them as I can. Uh, James, do you know if there's another packout system that will be interchangeable with the Milwaukee? So if I buy the base Milwaukee, like wheel rolling toolbox with the extender that all the packouts go on, are there other packouts that will work with that that are cheaper um, that you can use until you upgrade? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm interested. I'm interested. But man, that price tag. Holy shit. Uh, to go from zero to um to all in it's gonna take some steps for sure it's gonna take some steps for sure so I'm excited to do that um being more accessible and uh and yeah just after the year on the road it's uh with the knowledge and gingerbread says they're brand specific. I I kind of figured I might I was figuring I would probably end up buying some cheap toolboxes. Um and bungee cords for, uh, for the interim one box of paycheck. What paycheck? <laughs> what, what paycheck? <laughs> oh, anyway, let's get moving on. Uh, purge is coming up. Uh, we found a new spot. I think our boys are going to be very happy here soon. <coughs> um, Happened to see something on TikTok. I'm, I think Corey, Corey sent it to me. Um, it was a video on TikTok about a girl that was taking her. Um... <laughs> Jim says he just bought a rabbit foot. The guy is rolling in it. Ah, yeah. Uh, the girl was taking a dog to uh, to a dog park, but it wasn't a public dog park because the dog had aggression issues or socialization issues or something. Uh, for some reason, she wasn't able to take it to uh, a public dog park, especially if there was another dog there. Um, and she was talking about a site now, an app. It's got a website and an app. Uh, there's a link in the video description and the audio description, but it's called Sniff Spot. And if you use my link, I appreciate it. You'll get $5 off your first booking, and I get $5 off after you make that first booking. But it's like Airbnb or Hip Camp, but for dog parks. So if you have have a fenced-in yard or not fenced-in yard or just a place you're willing for dogs to come, uh, booking time. It's not public. It's not open. It's, uh, it's, it's by appointment by the hour, uh, you charge by the hour for people to come and use your yard or whatever property you have to let your dogs run, to let them play like a dog park. If the, if the dogs have issues going to dog parks, if the, uh, the owner doesn't feel comfortable taking them to dog parks, but, um, yeah, sniff spot. So I started checking it out. There is one, um kind of close to here, close enough to make it worth trying uh, to see how it goes. But digging into the app, it looks great. I actually reached out and contacted them to see if um, there was any sort of perk for signing up property owners. uh, Not so much, not yet. They haven't really figured out where their bread and butter is um, and uh, how much value that brings to onboarding new property owners, but maybe in the near future. Right now all it is, is uh is the five dollar uh, in app credit. In app credit that um you get I'll get five dollars if you use the app as a as a customer. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to check it out. We're we're really pushing to do some more dog footage. So we're figuring out when Corey and I and the three boys can go and do play dates like that um do do let's go run we'll do content we'll make a day of it uh or a half day really uh, the the spot that we want to go check out is about an hour from here so it'll be an hour there an hour back and an hour on site cuz like i said you pay by the hour and um man it'll be uh i think it'll be cool i think we'll be able to get a lot of good content for the week upcoming uh and it'll be a it, it, it'll be a good thing so if you want to check out Sniff Spot, or if you already have, let me know. I'm curious, uh, any thoughts and reviews on it, and I will definitely be documenting our use of it. And uh, like I said, if you want to try it out, definitely sign up with that link in the video description, audio description, um, and let me know. Let me know what you think. Gingerbread Farm says you just got a silver. Yeah, I got a little silver left. Um, if you're interested in, in a silver set, uh, I have some round two. Um, round two silver available i stacked it guys i um i had a pretty good pre-sale uh a lot of my previous customers picked up quite a bit i was happy i i was above even on the on the sale i had some left i was going to sell at srf man they went into the safe um if somebody's interested in them I probably I probably would definitely uh, probably would definitely I would consider it for sure um and uh, I have enough right now that I could do that a couple times but I think I might pack them away and and see what happens and see what happens with the show see what happens with everything and maybe and maybe kick them back out every once in a while for uh for sales but if you're interested in the silver let me know I can get you pictures I can tell you all about it and uh and we can talk about a price but James, uh, James got one of the one of the coffee special extra one ounce rounds that uh, came with six pounds of coffee, um, six pounds of coffee that uh, and, a, and, and a one ounce silver limited edition coin. So thanks for that purchase Two, two, oh two. Oh, yeah, two. <laughs> yeah. Rue says, "I think it would be great for property owners. We're not far off the highway and the seasonal four wheel trails. Yeah, uh, and that's that's where I was excited about um, excited about Sniff Spot was bringing it as another monetization option for landowners. As I talked to them, now we can. If you have a structure, we can do Airbnb. We can do Hip Camp. We can do Sniff Spot. Any or all of them." Uh, along with, you know, side hustles like the Comfrey and things like that. So really definitely C one and two. That's right. That's right, James. Um, Really, really dialing in um, those paths to monetization that people probably don't know about, haven't heard about. Uh, And man, we were talking, I was talking to... um, brian norton about his camp out in seattle and how how nice it would be at some point once he's he's doing some mass clearing right now um man half acre with t-posts and woven wire having an enclosed area for dogs to run Uh, i know a lot of dogs can do off leash and no fence but a lot can't and a lot of owners are hesitant to do that so um so yeah it um Yeah, get a little enclosed area and then rent by the hour. So Jim says he's done some dog sitting and walking. There's a need. Well, and here's the thing. uh, As I dove into the site and I really, really read about it, read about reviews, things like that. um, That's what they suggest. So if you're a groomer, if you're a trainer, if you're a dog walker, if you, um, if you, have uh, any sort of pet services maybe you sell raw dog food who knows um, this is bringing customers to your door this is bringing um, bringing those customers for your other products to the door and they're gonna pay you to use your property so it's cool and then like I said I've seen them with um, tons of acreage fenced in like you list all the the, the properties of your of your of your spot in the app and then i can filter it as a user um, i only want fence property i only want a minimum of an acre blah 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 here and there so it's interesting it's interesting i'm definitely going to dive more in i want to use it uh i want to use it before i i actually like unleash really promoting it and i would really like um really like more than the then the five dollar kickback on the in the app. So this is an only an in-app credit, but we can use it uh, with our three boys and wanting to go weekly, we could use the five bucks towards doing free things for them. So it is a good, it is a it is a, a trade off initially, but uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Rewild their life says uh dog food uh raw dog and food and treats. Yep, yep. Um yeah. Rewilder life says I need, uh, need fencing with animals. Plus I could move it to avoid the illness in the poop. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I was wondering, uh, about use. But then I realized that, you know, you got dog parks, you got tons of public use dogs. that are there. Um, and this is more one-on-one time. So cleaning up after keeping parasites down by like cleaning up waste and, uh, shit and all of that. It just, it becomes easier when it's, when it's your property, you probably have dogs there anyway. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, there's pros and cons to all of it. they just like hip camp, Airbnb, all of it. So Canadian farm says, I have the space, but I'm in the middle of nowhere. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. We're in the middle of nowhere here and, uh, we are 40 minutes away and I wish that there was somebody closer. Ginger says there's a dog illness going on around right now. Yeah, it's a uh, respiratory, another respiratory, uh, another respiratory illness. So, oh, anyway, we're at an hour here. I didn't quite get through the list. I'll definitely hit that stuff up that's on there um, on uh, the list during the coffee chat tomorrow. And uh, we'll get a more of a uh, bulk topic at the end. <coughs> Jim says dog people want to be social too. It's not just about the dogs. Yeah, but there's people that have dogs that can't go to be social. And these, seems like these sites, the of the property are very interested in interacting with the guests. If you want. Uh, like the one we were looking at, they have a small homestead. They have children. They have dogs. And they said, if you have kids, you can bring them. If they want to play with the kids while the dogs play. Uh, most of them provide seating or a porch or someplace for the dog owners to kind of get away while the dogs play. Um, these people said that they had dogs if your dog wants to play with other dogs. Um, yeah, so there is um <laughs> there is there is definitely um, different different options for different people uh rewilder's says like, that we don't use the dog parks due to the dogs being minimally vaxed yeah yeah that um that we kind of dug into that and it's a self certification on on vaccines and they they hope that you have um the up to date on rabies and then the other one distemper mix uh the multi vax there that that dogs get so but you self-certify at this point there's no um there's no proof needed unless the the property owner wants it for some reason anyway guys we're up over an hour here i got to get rolling got to get rolling with the week get moving along on some stuff i'm going to i'm going to get some good shows for you guys up the rest of the week and friday looking like we'll be 75,000 satoshis Uh, I'm still going back and forth if I just want to want to hold off and give that on the, on the last Friday of the year, episode 600. Yeah, maybe I'm going back and forth right at, at, uh, I'm going back and forth at the moment. We will, we will see what happens, but, uh, anyway guys if you'd like to participate in the live comments you can always join the live recording monday through friday 6 a.m central on youtube facebook twitch and twitter if you enjoyed the show please consider sharing it with others you can find links to all my social media services i offer recommended products and companies i'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com i appreciate everyone using that uh amazon link to do christmas shopping our uh, our sales definitely have uh have ticked up this month and I appreciate all of you that have helped support us by not costing yourself any extra, just taking that click for our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like podverse or fountain.fm. Make it a great day guys. And we will uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow.